0: Hey, everybody. Fantastic show this morning. We discuss the Genuine Undead NFT project, which has cracked the top three on OpenSea volume here. It was first surfaced two days ago on our morning show by Cryptopolis, who's a member of the Nifty Portal community, also known as the Free Mint King. And to my surprise, it is running. At the time that I'm recording this, it's at almost 0.3 Ethereum. When it was surfaced on the show, it was at 0.02 Ethereum. So we discussed that. That. We discuss the current state of affairs with Free Mints and what kind of projects are happening at the low end of the market. We also discussed 10kTF and you know Moonbird's ecosystem a bit, some other news in the space, and then the show's sponsored by Dot Earth. Uh, so really, really interesting sponsored spot. It's an ENS wrapped NFT profile pick as well as a block explorer. So I know it sounds like a lot. But it's two different things, uh, one of which is basically a visual explorer that would uh, go on top of Etherscan, for example, just to make it easier for people to to look on Etherscan at transactions. And then on the other side, um, you know, an ENS-wrapped avatar, which could very well be the future of avatars in the NFT space. So overall, great show. Hope you enjoy it. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, August 18th. This is the NFT Morning Show. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1030 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week, and we discuss all things NFT market. We discuss what's going up, what's going down, all the stories of the NFT space. If you're interested in discussing the market, then request to speak. We'll do our best to get you on stage. No self-promotion allowed, obviously. But you can definitely share your thoughts on the market and on individual projects, what you're bullish on, what you're bearish on, and everything in between. Today's show is sponsored by a very, very dope NFT project that I'm very excited to talk about, Dot Earth. So we're going to have a lot to talk about with Dot Earth. If uh, you retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Dot Earth, you'll have a chance to win an NFT that we're giving away at the end of the show. That's a quarter ETH value, so you're definitely going to want to do it. Uh, We are going to dive in at around 10.10 into uh, .eth, so stick around. You have to stick around till the end of the show to actually win. Uh, And as always, I'm P.O., my co-host, Nifty Nick, Signal, King Kicks, Easy eats bodega and kicks is right. He got eight hours of sleep again. And some of our badass speakers: Benjamin, Spencer, Gordon, Sand, Depeche Node. We got Quadzilla. We got Witters. We got Cryptopolis. The the Portal Discord is represented on stage. It's going to be a great show. Before I go any further, Nifty Nick, what's going on?
1: What's going on? Uh, I'm in the. Uh, I'm looking out over vast lakes of salt. In a land that I came on a journey to, uh, and I believe they call this land the Great State of Uda, where many <laughs> Utans live, and I have seen many Utans as I've as I've navigated <laughs> around. And let me tell
2: you, they're a different breed. Is that the is that the is that the state Lewis and Clark found?
1: <laughs> I believe so. Um,
2: That's pretty neat. Th- a lot of the the the
1: the saying of the state is. Uh, Hold on to your nuts because we're going to the moon. That's what I hear many Utans <laughs> saying as I've been – I don't know. That's just what people were saying. I I don't know.
0: And is that the proper pronunciation for, for – I thought it was Utah, but it's it's Utah?
1: Yes. Uh, many people get it wrong. It's uh, where the Utans uh, placed their uh, residency many years ago. They founded the state. So, um, yeah, that's sort of the history Um we don't need to get in, into the details of it. But, yeah, many people get that wrong. Uh, I, I'm proud uh, to have spoken on behalf of Ut- Utans Far and Wide uh, to, to represent for um, this great land.
0: Wow, I mean that that sounds like a great trip, Nick. You're you're out in nature. You know, you sent over that that picture that you took on your hike. I was surprised. So look, you, you've surprised me a few times, right? Easy had made a joke one time that you you actually sleep in button-down shirts, and then we FaceTimed you, and you were literally waking up from a nap in your bed wearing a button-down shirt, right? So there are examples from the past of you surprising us with this, but I was surprised to see you wearing a button-down shirt on. On the hike, I must say that's not. It, it wasn't really
1: hiking. a hike. It, it like it was not. Uh, it, it, it was not really a hike. And it what looked fo- like
0: you were in the mountains, literally. I mean, you yeah, can't we, do that in New York City.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, unlike uh, you, urban uh, folk, um, don't understand. There's things called trams. So what I did was I walked about 15 feet to get to a tram to take me to the top of the mountain. Hung up there, hung out there with Node for all of about four minutes so I could take some photos to prove to everybody that I did indeed uh, touch grass, although it wasn't really grass. It was more dirt. But uh, I was looking out at uh, stones on on mountains, very impressive mountains, I will say, though. It, it reminds me a lot of um, uh, the uh, mountains in Colorado, uh, uh, I believe is what they call that state. And so um, – beautiful mountains out there as well. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's uh, pretty nice. And I got to ride down on a uh, couple of slides and mountain coasters at a ski. Like, let's be clear. It's at a ski resort. Like, it's not like I I came here on my donkey and navigated up the mountain. Instead, no, I took man-made materials uh, and uh, vehicles to get uh, to these quote-unquote nature locations. Um, so, it, it, uh, th- this hasn't been like, I'm not camping. Okay. I, I, st- <laughs> I stay, I stayed in a hotel last night.
0: I'd, I'd still place a bet that you were the only person there wearing a, uh, a button
1: you're probably down. right about that. Yeah, I will <laughs> say you, you're probably right about that. Everyone oh, versus I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Everyone else like uh, gets ready for in like hiking gear so they can go sit on the tram. Like, come on, who who's the bigger poser? I feel like <laughs> if, if, if I'm actually going hiking, I'm wearing, I'm wearing hiking gear. I, I don't think I'm going to be honest, I feel like I was wearing the proper attire for something which didn't require too much exertion on my part and uh, looking good and feeling good doing it. So uh, you can say all that you want. I slept last night in my uh, pajama button down. And uh, so, yeah, like whatever. I I don't care what anybody says. This is the right way to live life.
0: So, OK, well, I was going to let the button down thing go, and I was just going to tell you to, to you do you, amigo. Uh, but wait, do you travel with a pajama-fied button down? Like I am I know the, the pajamas that are button down, like rich guys wear like the silk ones or whatever. But uh, but do you actually travel with pajamas like that?
1: No, what I do is I take off the the Lululemon button down that I wore during the day, and then I have uh, an assistant adorn me with my evening Lululemon button down, which whoa, is of the whoa, same of the same type. And uh, and then, yeah, it, it's it's part of like the hotel turndown service. They turn down the uh, bed, and
2: uh, what you fuck are you guys talking about right now? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
1: i talking not- about NFTs. Yo, I woke up and I bought an NFT. By the way, I bought. Because I was FOMOing about the freaking skull, whatever. No
0: way. You bought the, the...
1: Genuine Undead? No, I didn't. No. Uh-huh. So I saw another one trending, Lilverse. Uh, I have no idea if this thing's going anywhere, but I bought two just to feel alive for a moment. And uh, I feel like it was $50 properly spent.
0: Yeah, I can't uh, necessarily get behind that, but crypto. Have you looked
1: at Littleverse? Have I got you, it pulled have you up. checked it out? Have you like investigated the community that's forming? Look, this thing launched yesterday, and I've never seen a community like this before. I'm just kidding. That's what everybody <laughs> says. Um, <laughs> this, this community just wants the price to go up, okay? That's the whole thing. That oh, we're my God. For. You
2: would buy these, bro.
0: <laughs> I've never seen a community that wants the price to go up in a short term more this than this. badly. Yeah. I've yeah n- I've never they want the it. price to go up really bad and they're really ready to sell. Um, th- that's hilarious. Let's when make we- the
2: next huge meme movement and hang out together.
0: <laughs> well, um, we that's got our spice- collection description. Well, we got spicy kicks. We got kicks ready to kick in some doors. Well, I know who, w- that. who won't be in the discord is
1: kicks. Yo, you're missing out on all the real – Cool people, dude, right now, man, in the Verse Discord, uh, there's some real activity going on there. They're dropping serious alpha, and I think you can only get access to it with the NFT. I'm just making this up. I've literally never gone in. I'm going in right now just to see what's going on. <laughs> uh, there, there's, I think, less people... Yeah, there's definitely there's 600 people in the Discord, so that's cool. Um,
0: <laughs> that's a lot, huh? In the NFT space, 600 people. Huh? Yeah,
1: you want to brand that as a
2: tight knit community. <laughs> this
1: is one of the tightest communities I've ever seen. Uh, it looks like if I join, it looks like I can join the community. So uh, I'm gonna verify and see if I get any alpha, and I'll come back with some details later in the show.
0: Well, clearly, Nick's on on the road to riches there uh, with Lilverse. But uh, we got Cryptopolis on stage, and uh, we will throw to him later in the show uh, to see his opinion on Lilverse, because he is the Freeman King that brought us Genuine Undead. I believe it was two mornings ago. uh, All the days blur together now. It might have been yesterday, but I believe it was two mornings ago when it was at like near zero. Uh, I faded it, obviously, so that means that everyone should have known to then immediately buy it. Um, I didn't uh, have enough
1: E. ETH at that time. I had, it was, it it cost cost 0.01 and I couldn't mint it. And I'm like, damn, I got to move ETH into my hot wallet. And, and I just didn't, that was, that was the end of it.
0: You're an ETH whale, Nick. Um, okay. (laughs) But you know, signal, uh, we haven't, we, yesterday we kind of derailed the weather report. We didn't hear from you. How's everything going? How are your August travels? Are you on a private jet right now? Are you on a yacht? Are you in a, in a port? What's going on? uh yeah
4: i'm kind of pushing how far i can do uh
5: wow <laughs> on a
0: sailboat it sounds like
5: <laughs> yeah there's some background noises of nature uh behind me right now um <laughs> well it's uh, deep in the afternoon where i am right now so um i have some family obligations to bring uh the kids to the beach and for them to play so right now i'm just hoping i don't get sand in my iphone or they'll chuck sand in my face but uh <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh yeah it's good um I, I have to say this is the first time i've delivered the weather report from the beach or oh, sorry gigs is delivering a weather report but i've done the, i've done the show from the beach and uh it's an experience you get people coming around you with like do you want to buy bracelets do you want towels and i'm like no no i do not want bracelets i do not want towels or sometimes i'm having like airplanes fly over which
6: i'm sure you're going to hear one go by in a minute um but yeah no it's good fun we'll see we'll see how far i can push this
0: well, uh, you know, I, I love seeing you just totally like lean into this, uh, this assumption that we all have that Europeans just take the whole month of August for holiday. I'm glad that you're proving us wrong on that, that that's not the case. But, uh, but yeah, while we have, you know, some signal here, uh, no pun intended, while you're on the beach, why don't we dive into the weather report and we can keep the show moving?
3: Uh, it's actually with my co-anchor today.
0: Uh,
2: it's okay it's, it's hard for them to it's hard for them to tie their shoe signal much much less know uh, <laughs> w- whether it's a day or b day um but I got it from here uh today is Thursday the 18th of August overnight we had a little uptick in volume sea went up to 18 million um in terms of the
0: leaders we got Sig, can you mute sorry sorry go ahead kicks but Sig, can you mute thanks
2: uh, uh, the the leaders of the markets, we have apes down at 72, mutants at 14.3, punks at 68, so it's getting uh, real tight, that spread between punks and apes. Uh, moonbirds up to 14, no big deal, uh, keep fading us, bro. Doodles at 7.4, Clonex at 6.8. Um, Yuga Labs is leading the open sea ranks with uh, Board Ape Yacht Club and CryptoPunks at number one and number two. Um, Eight floor moving down uh, pretty quickly overnight by about 7%. It was at 78 yesterday, down to 72. As I mentioned, there's now uh, a pretty tight gap between CryptoPunks and board Ape uh, Yacht Club, but board Ape Yacht Club taking a little bit of a whack overnight. Yesterday, Kevin Rose held a town hall uh, in the Proof Discord sharing details for what's coming up. Um, Some of the key takeaways was uh, a burn mechanism for oddities that they discussed. Uh, That caused some strong volume. Uh, It went from 0.7 up to 1.35. Now it's hanging around at about 1.2. But there's also some details about Moonbirds and High Rise and and, and Ravens. Nothing super, super concrete, but obvious that the team is dreaming big and trying to accomplish big things. So it looks like Moonbirds got some uh, positive action uh, as a result. Um, and then our number three top project, Genuine Undead, uh, Freedom Men, currently at 0.22. Um, this one was mentioned on the show earlier this week, started to show some strong volume after royalties were decreased from 7% to 2.5%. That floor is 0.22. Uh, judging by the typical pre you want to get in today, and sell within the next 72 hours because um, it'll probably be uh, back down in 7 to 10 days. That's just how these things sometimes work. Cyberkongs, a popular project from 2021. Uh, that team is still building over there. Uh, they never really got as much love as they deserve. There's a couple collect- there's cyber Cybergongs, there's cyber Kong, uh Babies, uh, VX, and their Banana Token. Um, but yesterday, a Cyberkong's whale swept the floor from 15 ETH back up to 24 ETH. So that shot their OG collection of 1,000 uh, back into the top 10. Uh, last but not least, Potatoes outside of the top 10, but still seeing um, some strong action on the announcement that uh, they have growing, which is their equivalent of staking, and people who grow – uh, their potato will receive raffle tickets and prizes if they keep growing that potato. How neat is that? Floor from 1.1 uh, all the way up to 1.3. Um, we also, if you're on stage, you're allowed to shill your own bags. Digi up to 1.41. Um, would really love for everybody to talk about uh, eight aliens sitting at point got Gotta wonder if this is a... uh uh, you know a good buy low position with it about 90 percent off of its highs uh but that's (laughs) for the uh nft uh segment uh quickly looking over at crypto we're pretty much ranging eth just chopping between 1800 and 1900 uh bitcoin the little engine that couldn't uh, sitting between 23k and 24k uh that's it for me back to you in the studio
0: Fantastic weather report as usual. A couple other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the newsletter that Signal writes five days a week, you can subscribe at nifty.com uh, is fractional. The platform that is led by uh, Andy, and I believe Dee's works there as well, uh, it has actually changed its name to Tessera and announced a $20 million funding round led by Paradigm, which includes investors like Uniswap Labs, Keyboard Monkey, and DC Investor, former guest of this show, so that's pretty cool. Uh, nothing else too crazy besides what Kix mentioned, uh, but obviously very good to see Web3 businesses getting some love. Reminder, everybody, that today's show is sponsored by ETH. and if you retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top... Follow, .Earth. Oh, .Earth, sorry, .eth, Earth, uh, retweet the tweet that's pinned to the t- uh, top and follow .Earth, then you will be entered for a chance to win the NFT that we're giving away at the end of the show. Uh, we have the founders, Alan and Gayatri on stage, we're going to dive in at around ten ten. Uh, you know, Alan, I don't believe that you've actually spoken on this show before. I think I've been on other shows with you. You know, I look at you as like an OG in the NFT space. I'd be curious, like you know, me, Nick, Kicks, we all bought our NFTs, our first NFTs at the first at the same time. When was the first? Uh, when was like the first time you bought an NFT, Alan?
7: Uh, I'm thinking sometimes in 2017. I have some old wallet where I think I had bought like a Crypto Kitty or just whatever random stuff that was coming out in late 2017. And I have that. Then like the following early 2018, I bought some MLB champions, which is, was really the first NFT project that had a like a real license from the Major League Baseball. And that was cool. But the people behind it basically ran it into the ground even though it had a you know great potential. So yeah, I would say from when I actually bought, liking it was like MLB champions at the time. But I was just buying random NFTs like when OpenSea first started um, back in twenty seventeen.
0: And, and did you get your punk around that time, or did that come later? No,
7: no, no I got my punk in late twenty twenty. Yeah, late twenty twenty. I had seen them for the longest time, faded them for the longest time because I thought they looked goofy. That's just because I didn't. I didn't really look into the story in enough detail. And then I messaged, I DM not so fast and we were talking about it. And he like gave me like the quick background. I was like, oh, okay. I'm gonna join the Discord. I like FOMO'd into the, this one that I have like within like 24 hours. So after that I was like completely sold. So he didn't even show me. He was just like, check it out. They're not even like shilly. They're just in there chilling. And the whole story. Back then people thought they were the first NFT. Obviously we know that's not the case now. But at least I feel like just the continuity through time is pretty awesome for the uh, punk community.
0: Yeah, definitely like the first notable NFT. And then, you know, one relevant pickup that you have in your history is Earth.Eth, which obviously became like the foundation for uh, .Earth. And you bought that, I think you told me, in late 2020 also. And this is way before like the big time ENS bull run. Like, I don't know, you just saw it coming. You just thought like, I better scoop this Earth.Eth. Were you just thinking about it, you know, the same way as like a domain?
7: yeah yeah i thought about it as a domain i had this very rough idea that at some point in the future ens would allow people to create subdomains in a way that they would be tradable and movable and that's exactly what's played out right and we'll get into that later but i i mean i bought a bunch of different random domains i mean i own decentraland.e as well i don't know how those guys let that get in my hands but insomnium which is another like virtual space so I, I just bought domains here and there where it made sense, honestly, as like speculation or whatever, but um, I really believe in the ENS protocol, so I, I just see where that's going. is going to be very, very core to everything Web3. Yeah, not
2: yeah. to put words into his mouth, P.O., but I mean, when you think about the progress Elon Musk is making with space travel and you think about us as a species on a galactic space, Earth.Eth is probably the most valuable ETH domain out there.
0: I mean, that's... <laughs> That's a fact. And I think, Alan, you mentioned that Elon Musk, he, he's in regular communication with you, right? Just trying to acquire the ENS, but you won't give it to him.
7: I, I don't have time for him. He keeps calling me and I just like reject his DMs. That's why I don't follow him here on Twitter. But uh, in, all, in all seriousness, I bought it because I was like, the one thing you got to think about 2020 at that time, it was like politics and everyone's angry and all this, whatever. And I was like, well, we're all on Earth, right? So that was Honestly, how I was looking at it, I was like, how can you really deny this? This is the one thing we can probably agree on, at least 99.9% of it.
0: Absolutely. I I feel like I'm on
1: another planet most of the time, but yeah, (laughs) um, yeah, most people, yeah, I think can agree on that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, so moving, you know, moving towards like the, I'd say the story of the past forty-eight hours. I, uh, I can't believe it, but I'm so excited about it. The fact that the number three project on OpenSea right now over the past twenty-four hours is genuine undead, and it was surfaced to us, uh, Cryptopolis. What price was it at when you brought it up? And it was two mornings ago, right? 0.01. Yeah, it was
8: two, yeah, it was two mornings ago. It was like 0.01.
0: That is hilarious. And and how many hours before had it admit, had it minted out before you brought it up on the show?
8: Uh, That's a good question. I, I bought it off secondary, um, maybe like a day or something.
0: A day. OK, so we were like 24 hours in uh, for, to give people context. You're an active member of our discord. You've been in our discord for a while, right? Like since the beginning or, or how long have you been in our discord?
8: Uh, well, I minted your guy's NFT, and I, I was in there before, so maybe like, uh, gosh, I don't know. Damn, you're like maybe October no- or something last year. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the undead is uh, five days old.
0: Okay, it's five days old, and so okay. So you you've been in our Discord. You're known as the free mint King. People have given you a hard time before because you like I think the ghastly ghost. You you left like sixty grand on the table. Look, it happens to the best of us. Um, how did you find out about genuine undead? Like, how did it, you mentioned a site that you used right, and that was what put it on your radar?
8: Yeah, it's it's called What's Minting Live. Have you guys ever seen it? It's free. Yes. I, yeah, I had so not I just, seen it. Yeah, so it's it's a popular site. It lists, uh, you know, minting projects, trending projects by the minute, by five minute, uh, you know, 30 minute, hourly, six hourly. I just saw it pop up and it looked cool. And, you know, the art w- looked really cool. 3 Ds, you know, different traits. And there were bundles of five. So I bought two bundles for like each bundle of five was 0.015.
0: And, and, I mean, that is wild that you kind of called it. You came on the show. You presented it on the show. Uh, was there, like, what was it about this one that made you think it was going to go up? It looks like the floor price right now is 0. .23, which is just insane. So it's almost like this is the next, you know, free mint that is moving after uh, Rare, Apepe, it's, and... It's
1: eight lands. It's bigger than eight lands right aliens. now, which is 0. .08. Yeah. And my guess is, you know, this is going... As, as most free mints do, this is going to overtake Board Ape Yacht Club. And so I think that, uh, you know, that's what we can expect just as a foundation from a free mint like this. And if you're holding on to this, never sell. You know, never sell because price <laughs> with these things, always straight to the moon and to another planet.
8: Well, I, to answer your question, <laughs> you know, I, I saw it and it looked, I like the art. It looked cool. It was like, to me, it's like a better version of a crypto punk. I did not think they would do this well. And I think I mentioned on the show that I sold like five for like .02, .015 just to like cover my costs. And uh, yeah, that, that was a mistake. But what I found out is it's, it, it's a crazy story. You know, there's like a founder, right? He spent six months on the art and he's not doing anything else uh he he found some other guy a part of the community who's a doctor in the uk he's like an emergency room doctor he's the one that like started the discord and he manages the discord while he's a doctor which is crazy but they have these spaces and i mean there's a space going on right now but the spaces are really amazing in that people are are mainly talking about the art you know yeah the floors is, is a concern but the art and trading and the traits and it's just people are really into the art and it, it it's, just, it's a really cool thing to see and, and I guess to wrap up that thought is that you guys have been talking about fine art Sergito was on here yesterday he talked about punks he talked about dick butts he talked about me bits those are all pixel art fine art and to me this is just another version like a better version evolution of fine art pixel art i
0: mean okay that's that's why are
8: you
1: why are you you laughing about that the the i feel like there's there's a legitimate thing the only thing that i think is uh is questionable though is like so is every pixel art project fine art like i don't know uh the only distinction is it's like the uh, this project is just art is a thing that we've uh seen for many things uh, for many projects and those actually on the collectible side uh by and large, don't do well. Um, but it, I, I feel like there's vali- there's validity to the argument. I don't know what's new about it this time, though. Like, what, okay, what's, uh... I mean,
8: let, let's, let's nerd out about that for a second. So <laughs> when you think about the guy spent six months working on this, and if you look at the pixels, it's pretty crazy. Like the hues, the colors, even the background, how it like – it's like CryptoPunks is a flat background, right? These backgrounds... This one has a gradient. (laughs) (laughs) You know how... It's not easy to do. I don't think it's easy. These these artists were talking about getting the colors, and then just the theme. There's like a past. like There's past characters, and there's future characters. And the traits are pretty wild.
1: (laughs) Hold on one second. I can't control myself over here. Um, The... (laughs) <laughs> I mean let's be let's be real I appreciate the perspective and the fact that a uh like an artist put time and effort into creating something and that's something that we should support in the space as a whole so I, I I don't see there being anything wrong about it in terms of the fact that like it's not like every other you know pfp project didn't have any effort like involved in it there are ones that are low effort but there there was an artist who created the project in the same way that every other one and you could debate like is Is a bored ape a piece of fine art? Well, maybe now it is, but uh, I don't think like when when it started, you'd be like, that's that's a cartoon. Well, then it's like, well, then our cartoon's fine art. Uh, Is pixel art fine art? Anything can be fine art if someone pays enough for it. And uh, uh, so all we got to do is you need some multi-eth sales of – these undead, and suddenly, uh, suddenly, it's fine art. But in all seriousness, uh, it, it, it is a gradient. You can do that in about uh, five <laughs> seconds um, for the background. But and, and, yeah. uh, for, for, for for the for the skulls himself, they do look dope, and that's what I said the other day. I was like, "Man, these look great." Wanted to buy them. Literally had zero use in my wallet, <laughs> so, so that was <laughs> uh, that, that was a mistake that I regret right now um, in a very significant way.
0: <laughs> well it's okay and and yeah we're we're definitely not trying to fade the artist obviously and and shout out to all the people that bought the project when Cryptopolis surfaced it on the show uh, two days ago because that is like a monster win. That is a sight for sore eyes in the bear market. It's basically the free mint win of this week, if you will. If last week was Aitlians and Rare Apepe Yacht Club, I believe that this is the only significant free mint win of the week. Uh, great to know that it was surfaced on the show. And if you counter traded uh, you know the hosts, then you would have done very well. Kix has his hand raised. Kix, what's on your mind?
2: Yeah. First of all, I want to uh, shout out Cryptopolis. Great find here. I also <clears throat> completely agree with you that um, this this like art style, pixel art style is very unique. Um, you can tell that this artist put a lot of effort into it. It's not just like, a, oh, let me rip some some traits from another project. And it's not like, oh, let me just like, spend three weeks you know coming up with uh you know that this uh like these you know pixel art traits like you can tell there was a lot of effort that went into this project um it's a very unique style right it's not like it's a a bird or anything like that like it's like this um these badass like undead characters so i think that you're spot on cryptopolis in terms of like the effort really is there and it seems like that the community is appreciating the effort um and and you know rewarding it with like price action so great job finding this man way to have your you know finger on the pulse i hope you made some good money off of it and i completely agree with you that um this is the kind of stuff that when you like see this amount of effort level this is what we want in nfts these are the stories that we want to see in nfts we don't want these people that are just cranking out these bullshit freedom and projects um, and you know, pumping and dumping on people with very little effort. like this seems like a good effort um, project. Like in general, I, I'm really starting to sour to the freedom mint model because I think for, for a multitude of reasons, one is, I don't think that the general community understands how botted these things get. And so you just have these massive concentration of people that are just looking to dump um, and, and they'll actually squeeze the price up. And then dump it. I think that's what happened to eight aliens, to be honest with you. Um, and also, I think that free mints, it transfers all of the risk from primary to secondary, because there used to be risk when it was a paid mint on primary, right? Like if these came out and they were like 0.08, as a mentor, you're taking you're taking a risk of these like going to zero, right? But with these free mint projects, Almost all of the risk is shifted to secondary, uh, not saying this specific project, but a lot of Freedom mint projects, they mint a ton themselves to Anon wallets, and they mint a ton to their friends' wallets, right? There's no risk on them on the primary, they, and, and all of the risk gets shifted to secondary. And the reason why I don't like that is because it catches a lot of like just normal people in like, the crossfire of these like pumps and dumps. That's my general take on freedom mints. I'm kind of souring to them because I think it's just net bad for the ecosystem. But there are exceptions to the rule. I think this is a great exception. Um, So just want to shout you out, Cryptopolis, for finding this. I do think this is one of those rare projects where you can actually see some effort went into this thing. So I hope it does well.
0: I really like your analysis there, Kix. You know, because as I'm in the NFT market for longer, I start to see different like sort of avatars, so to speak, of market participants. There's people like Node that basically operate at the top end of the market. Like they make big buys, buys between one and five Ethereum, sometimes even higher, of projects that they think are like the, the really great long-term holds based on, you know, analysis and and you know, based on watching market activity or, or market participation from people like DC. Investor, things like that, right? But then there's a different avatar like Cryptopolis, you know, the free mint king, where it's like, hey, the risk level of free mints is just lower and it's almost like more of a, it's a reward for hard work in the sense that if you have your ear to the ground of the market every single day and you can come across these free mints, I mean, think about it. If you had been doing that basically for the past two months, you probably would have hit Goblin Town, you probably would have hit Rare A Pepe A Pepe Yacht Club, aliens, uh, this one, right? And there's varying levels of success. The most extreme would be Goblin Town, right? Running from literally zero to nine a who knows if you would have held, right? Um, Rare Pepe Yacht Club hitting one Ethereum. I believe Aliens came close. So it is interesting um, you know, to kind of think about it in that way and see the different avatars in the market. My question is, for people that are making big wins on these Free mints. I just. I wonder if there's any interest in rolling any of the profits into something that's maybe a slightly higher price point. Like Kicks brought up the the price action on oddities, the Moonbirds oddities, and like those. I think Kicks, you said that those went as low as 0. 0.7. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, but, oh, go ahead, Nick. Well, I was just gonna say,
1: but you don't want like you don't want to rock the oddity as your PFP. The the ones that uh, the, these undeads like they genuinely do look. Uh, pretty awesome, and uh, like the the art is uh, is actually sweet. I I hate calling it, like what's fine art and what isn't. I, I don't even want to get into that. But, I don't think but, it's it,
2: fine art. I think it's good profile pic art. It's profile yeah, yeah, pic it, pixel art. It's it, in it the it same looks, grain as like moonbird. Moonbirds are great profile pic picture arts. These are like look at look at Cryptopolis's profile pic. Like that looks like a great profile pic.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh Is it looks great, and it's as simple as that. And I was um, saying the same thing with, like, why – I remember with Bored Apes, uh, when those came out, like, I genuinely was like, oh, these look cool. And whether or not you love it or hate it, that was just my opinion at that point in time. And so, like, the price could go up, and I'd be like, well, I really like the way that this thing looks. And that was all that there was to it at that point, as well as, like, people – you know, other people in there being like, I really love this thing also. That's the, that's the full extent of it, and that's the foundation of a lot of these different projects is, is literally as simple as that. Where it all falls apart, frankly, is oftentimes of like, it is, is, um, it, where the Kickstarter project aspect of it comes in, where suddenly it's like, okay, what are you doing for me? Have you delivered on this stuff? And it becomes like a whole – and a lot of projects make those promises – I just think that, man, I, like, I really like this uh, project just from the standpoint of how it looks. And when you talk about flipping it into something bigger, um, it, it, that's got to be such a tough call because you're like, I sold it to buy an oddity, which I don't want as my profile picture.
0: I, I mean, yeah. that's a, well, that's a specific angle. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. If you're framing it as like, I'm buying these NFTs for my profile picture, then yes, of course. But at the same time, I think that, you know, people do believe in the proof ecosystem. Obviously, we, we, we're we kind of coming off of a local bottom of the proof ecosystem. But at some point, you know, when a Moonbird Oddity is sitting there at 0.7, and if people are, are hitting dingers off of free mints where they literally put in 0.01, 0.02, sometimes less, right? Because if we're in a low gas environment and you free mint five or 10 of something, then you're paying a single gas fee. And if it goes up to even 0.1, it really is a significant win. And at some point, I have to assume that they're just not interested in like participating at that level of the market. I mean, I'd be curious to get Cryptopolis's perspective maybe a little later. We have a couple of hands raised. I want to throw to Witters uh, and then we'll throw to Spencer. Witters is repping the Nifty Portal Discord right now um, and she's going to give us a little recap. She might want to add something else on, uh, you know, the genuine undead. But yeah, I want to throw to Witters. What's going on?
3: yeah i just wanted to comment before i do the recap on the art the the bar is set so low that that this is like a good effort in pixel art like i did um a super realistic pixel art um of just like myself and it took me like a few hours and so like I I get it and it's it really is the color palette is wonderful and it, it's done well but the the bar is just set so low for um for just pixel art in general like it you can do so much more um, but also that's coming from an artist perspective um, so it. It, it, could, it could, I'm not fudding your bags, uh, Cryptopolis. I'm sorry, but um, it, I think that there's still so shots much shots fired,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know if you want me to wait for the Discord recap. I, I no, know you, know Spencer... you can go ahead,
0: yeah. Okay, let's definitely do it, yeah.
3: Yeah, well, I'm t- gonna try not to get tickled because the market uh, is hysterical. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what tickled? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>,
3: tickled. Um, <laughs> um, but the Portal Discord has been making gains Um, as long as you can, I guess, like withstand leaps's fud, leaps, leaps fud. Um, <laughs> and um, and Cryptopolis did with the genuine undead. Um. And it was just darling to watch, you know, our precious Discord members succumb to his persistent bag pumping. Um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but genuine undead traits like cloak and hologram um, were were and probably are still um, selling for north of two e. And uh, kick said, you know, that the current floor uh, was point. Two, three. So um, from this morning, that's pumped. It, when I looked at it, it was at point two. Um, and <laughs> and Gavin uh, wanted to hold group therapy sessions for all the th- for all those that have faded, um, genuine undead. I don't personally watch uh, traits, but cloaks have been consistently lucrative. Aliens cloaks also fetched a premium. And I think it's a kind of like a sentiment to like the bear. Um, so I guess like cloak up uh, for future for future projects. And um, also, I was today years old when I learned that there's a cloak dow um, from Ben, um, and he also said that it was the Walmart version of the Illuminati, where everyone just watches their investments go to zero. Um, so <laughs> take that uh, for what you will. Um, Oh, they, the, our discord members, um, were telling, telling me that the 10 KTF battle crates are revealing today. Um, but I think it'd be really funny if, um, the reveal was like, it was just feathers and you're just going to tickle each other to death in battle. Um, and I would like to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, so that's your speculation, right? The broader market that, yes. is not speculating that, correct? I just want to make sure everyone understands.
3: <laughs> that is one. We're expecting
1: the NFT space to break out into a full blown tickle war. Thank, thanks for that, Alpha.
3: You're welcome, Nick. Um, and I would like to shout out a Swine and Leafs, our resident NFT archaeologist, Keep Digging Boys.
0: <laughs> great shout out to swine and leafs two of the most active members uh, Le- uh swine is a mod uh leafs is the the discord bear i guess you could say and being a bear in the nft space over the past six months uh was not a bad thing to do uh, those so,
2: great guys love those guys
0: absolutely uh before we go any further just a reminder retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow dot earth today's sponsor of our show we're going to be diving in around ten ten into dot earth uh learning about that project that's minting soon uh if you retweet and follow dot earth then you will have a chance to win an nft that we're giving away at the end of the show and the mint price is 0.25 so you're definitely not going to want to miss that uh spencer's had his hand raised spencer what is going on in your mind uh, what's on your mind i should say
5: yeah well i think there's a couple of things like touching on the the, the free mint meta i think you know this is and i've mentioned this before on the show but you talk about archetypes of traders i think like as a trader you need to think about what archetype you are and i know like me i'm not someone who's trying to trade the pump and dumps i'm not trying to trade something that i know will go to zero in like a set unit of time because i'm not great at entering and then exiting like before everyone does while it's running up and i think that's a lot of what the framework meta is and if you're looking at this and you're like man i'm not good at this i end up bag holding every time i do this like that doesn't like you can you can, you don't have to trade the current meta, right? Like that's an important part that I think is just important, is, is valuable for people to hear is like, just because the meta is free mints doesn't mean, mean you need to trade in the free mint meta. So like, that was the first thing to say. The second thing I wanted to touch on the, the combat crates because I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I think there was um, a really good discussion yesterday on uh, spaces with Beeple where Beeple was talking about his involvement and how he saw 10KTF. And I think that opened a lot of people's eyes Um, Because, you know, obviously it's known that he's a co-founder, but he hasn't really talked about it in public that much. Um, But what he was saying was that he sort of has his people persona and what he gets to do via 10KTF is like a different sort of persona for him. And he's really excited for the story crafting that they're doing. I think the combat crates, um, unfortunately, will not be feathers, but they will be, it looks like, um, flamethrowers and other cool battle items. Which to me is an interesting shift, and I've talked with um, Figgy, who's founder co-founder with People, and they're they're really excited because they were saying, you know, how are we going to go to battle against the Kaiju, the main character in their story, with socks and backpacks? So I- I'm I'm pretty stoked. I don't know what it'll do price action wise. I think we'll probably see something similar where there's like the expected value of an open crate is under the crate. So I'm actually probably going to hold my crates unopened and just watch the market play out for a bit.
2: Um, but definitely, hey, Spencer, I got a question for you, uh, yeah. since, since you're on the spaces, I'm just curious. Cause like when I first got into like 10 KTF, my, my kind of like thesis was that they were sort of taking like a clone X model, but maybe with like a lot more story building and world bu- building, meaning that they were kind of doing like digital clothing, right. And maybe they would do, you know, digital to hybrid or digital to phys- physical models and and stuff like that, but now it seems like they're kind of like pivoting more into a uh, like a like a digital game uh, storyline model. I'm just curious, like what what you know about that and what your thoughts on that are.
5: Yeah, so I think this is an interesting thing too. There's definitely been like a little bit of a pivot from them. I think the pivot from them is like away from clothing towards, um, as you said, sort of storyline. But what you look at them and like, what is their strongest asset is that they have by far, and I think this is pretty much like a science fact, is like they have the best animation in the space of anyone if you've watched their videos. And so I think they're looking to play a little bit more into their strengths. Obviously with the ape coin, and if you looked in the other side, like Wagmi-san, the main character, his glasses are in the other side. Um, there's clearly some direct involvement between 10KTF and other side meta. And so I think what I'm looking at is what all of this is culminating towards in other side meta. Like, I think that there's something larger that we're, that they're building towards there. But right now it feels like an episode. It feels like a storyline. Um, but I think they've also just sort of shifted based on what the, the meta has shifted to be as well.
0: And, and so Spencer, do you, like, I have to think that once they're revealed, you'll see like a typical dump. So it sounds like, so they're going to reveal and you'll have the option to open the crate or not. Is that right? My understanding
5: is that you will be you will have the choice to open your crate, and I I am not opening my crates.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the better idea, right? It's always the better idea with it, this kind of stuff.
5: I, I think I think well I think it's interesting, right? Because I don't know when you say it's always the better idea, it tends to flip flop because if a lot of people don't open, the, like there should be some equilibrium, right? Where if a lot of people don't open their crates on that thesis, then the items that come from the crates will be extra valuable for a period of time. So you, you probably either want to be the first person to open the crate or to not open it at all. Um, I think, however, like, I just want to see things play out. But um, we've seen this before where, where, for example, there were moments where selling the monoliths for artifact were better than just holding them because value accrued to other parts of the ecosystem. I think the big question with 10KTF right now Is where does the most value lie? Is it in the original items? Is it in the new items? Like, what we haven't seen in the market before is a secondary drop that might be more rare or more powerful than the primary drop. The closest we've ever seen to that was the Mega Mutants being the top of the Borg Ape Yacht Club ecosystem. But even then, it's debatable if it's Mega Mutants or Gold Mutant or Gold original apes. But I think that what it looks like is that the ATF crates will contain items that are more powerful in their game than the old items. And so that's sort of new territory for us in NFT land where the original collection may not be the king of the ecosystem.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, 10KTF at this point is just becoming clearer and clearer that it's one of the most legitimate projects in the space. You know, I think a lot of people, myself included, uh, had held it for a really long time during 2021. It traded sideways during a time where everything was exploding in the NFT market. So there was some sort of, there was a little bit of unreasonable impatience from people like myself. And then one day it kind of clicked. I was like, oh, this thing's like so awesome. Right. So I'm still a holder, blah, blah, blah. Um, Do you have any concern about expansion of the supply of 10 KTF? I know you're a big time holder, so there may be some bias there, but I just wonder – I'm looking, they did a great job of not expanding for a really long time. It looks like there's 22,000 in the core collection now. The combat crates, I believe, have over 10,000, right? So that's a, a pretty size of, yeah, there's 11,000. So it's a pretty sizable expansion. And then you have the Gucci apes, which is not huge, but it's still an expansion of sorts. And then you have the stock room, um, which is deflationary, but still like, you know, we just added the Gucci, um, the Gucci stock room item. Do you have any concern about that or do you think it's insignificant?
5: So something that I track really closely and I'm glad you brought this up with this ecosystem is the market cap and how it relates to um, and how it relates to the rest of the ecosystem. What they've done recently is their market cap hasn't fallen substantially um, as a correlation with expansion. It's actually expanded. And I think part of that was the way they did this drop with the crates where they took in a lot of ApeCoin. I think there's a lot of speculation that that ApeCoin might come back out into the ecosystem And be something that they continue to recycle, and so they've successfully grown their NFTs without diluting the market cap. It actually increases the function, and so uh, it's something I'm watching very, very, very closely. But I, uh, because I I share those concerns, but I think the the market has actually supported their ability to do it. And one of the craziest things to me is like one of the best trades of the whole like last couple of months was if you just had a Gucci Grail and you went on every mission. Yeah, your returns on that was you it was about a one ETH investment, um, and you ended up with about three ETH worth of items and airdrops and whatever.
0: One ETH, at uh, at three thousand dollars plus though should be it should be mentioned. I, I right. know you're no, still no, in I, the group, but
5: yeah, I agree. But it's one of the few things in my portfolio that is actually up over the last three months in U.S. dollar terms in terms of total value accrued, and that's kind of astounding to me. So. You know, it's not crazy, right? This is not a 10x over that unit of time. But I remember, you know, looking at what had the potential to go up. And and I think like, the biggest challenge for 10 KTF is how complicated it is. But there's enough people who are really hooked into the complicatedness, that this is the project they've chosen to like really understand and get edge on. And I don't know, it, it, it's been
0: one of the best plays of the bear market. Yeah, that's true. Uh, real quick, I'm going to throw to Jesse in a second, but Nick, I saw you you do a laugh emoji. I don't know if that was by accident. I'd be curious if there was something about no, the-, uh, the
1: the the laugh. The laugh was. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. No, we can't. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the laugh. I was just laughing about the fact about the portfolio uh, being down. Like literally, this entire market has just been people venting about how wrecked they've been, and <laughs> and uh, and then suddenly like. We're like, yo, I got a couple pennies in my MetaMask <laughs> to go mint this, like, free thing. And I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm touching these, like, undead things at 0.22. As, as gorgeous as they look, I want one. Gorgeous. I wanted one at wow. point. I, I think they look good.
0: You can probably buy them in three months for 0.01 again. And I'm not throwing shade. I'm just, yeah. like, an experienced market participant, you know? Okay. So, so I, I Dude,
1: they'll never get that low again. You missed your opportunity, <laughs> Pierre, forever. So just remember that. Um, and uh, because it can't get any more bearish than this, can it? No, but I think uh, it definitely can. It's just, uh, I, it's just hilarious hearing people lament about their about their portfolio performance over any duration that includes. Uh,
2: I kind of fucking like it, man? <laughs> losing money builds character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i think it does too uh, it should be like no uh, yeah yeah absolutely i'm not the, i'm not even gonna ask that's about. the
1: foundation of this show i, I want to be clear that's how the whole show started was us just losing money so uh if people are trying to figure out if you came into this being like man these guys always have some great picks uh then you weren't here <laughs> when the show started which was literally just post the august pump last year i feel like September, October, November was just us being like, it's gotta eventually
0: turn around, right? <laughs> well well then, the things that the new stuff we were buying would go down every single time. That's what you're talking about. But the existing yeah. stuff pumped to like holy hell and airdrop season. So it like redeemed it. But as far in, as new by January.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, by January, but it took it took a few months. And now we're like months after, I guess, the other deeds uh, drop, which is, again, was the exact same cycle again, except with a slightly different structured pump. Uh, like, what's the next thing that can cause people to jump in in the same way? And the bigger issue that I see this time around is people just like the, the questions that we're asking. And, it, and the, the result is, is we end up having to discuss the same handful of projects by and large. Um, which is like Board Ape Yacht Club, CryptoPunks, 10KTF, Moonbirds. Uh, the, the list uh, goes on. It's limited. And then all the others where you're just like, why is that floor dropping? And then you think of uh, Cool Cats, Doodles, uh, anything else which would have been previously considered, uh, I don't know, maybe the, the second tier to, bl- to blue chip, whatever the hell that means. Um, and, and so, I don't know. I, I just find it entertaining, observing. Uh, the commentary where, where it's like and uh, <laughs> it feels like I, I feel like I'm digging through some like random like baseball cards and be like yeah but I, I got that one like, that, <laughs> that one over there is real good like trust funny,
2: me, it's, it's funny <laughs> when like traditional traders tell us about like the 2008 you know stock market collapse or like the uh, you know the 2001 internet bubble collapse it's like dude like we did that in three months you guys are like whining like <laughs> It took you guys like years to lose that much money. Like we, we, we did that in 45, 60 days. Like we're just built different.
0: Information travels a lot faster now than it did back then. And, you know, I, I believe that that contributes to faster declines and it'll probably just continue to to go that way. You Imagine know, trading
2: of- NFTs over the newspaper, P.O. You know, you open up the Daily Digest. Oh, my board apes down uh, 200 bips.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for that we're going to go back to that uh, so we got some hands raised real quick reminder to everybody retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow dot earth that is today's show's sponsor we're going to be diving in shortly into the project really excited to talk about it Alan is an NFT OG in case you missed the beginning of the show uh, really jazzed up to talk about the project very innovative it's going to be a lot of fun you'll be entered in a ch- for a chance to win a free dot earth NFT .25 E. And value if you retweet and uh, follow .dot Earth, retweet that tweet that's pinned to the top. We'll be drawing winners at the end of the show. You got to stick around. You got to be in the crowd. Uh, Node, you raise your hand, then we'll we'll throw to Jesse and then back to Spencer. Node, what's on your mind? You're, you're hanging out with Nick out there. What's going on?
9: Yeah, first thing Nick says when he when he rolls up, he's like, "Yo, I need deodorant." I was like, okay. Wow, guys, we're yeah. getting we're getting <laughs> per,
1: we're getting personal get you here. Like, you well,
0: know, let's, this, let's this guy get, smelled, get you man.
1: No, no, that wasn't the situation. The situation is, if you go in New York City, it's like all the Duane Reeds don't have actual deodorant. You have to get spray deodorant. So, if we're getting personal about my my deodorizing over here. It's a situation in New York. We got a real deodorant desert going on, and it's quite a, quite an issue. So <laughs> deodorant
0: that, <that's> a, desert. <laughs> that, that, that's All you that.
1: really have to do is stop hiking in dress shirts, and you'll be fine. <laughs> okay,
9: okay. <laughs> we had a great time, although he does owe my son $5. So he tried to bribe him uh, in a board game, and he still lost. But, uh, yeah, make sure to send those $5 uh, in e uh directly to my wallet please
1: An ETH. okay i i don't even know what that is in ETH. i'm a venmo you uh ten dollars
0: double Double into nothing
9: okay but i will i will i will actually bring a take and and i was I, i was talking to nick about this yesterday like the one thing that i have realized you know now that we're uh you know a year and a half into it it does make me like how just how very focused and blinded i got in this cycle to believe You know what was a you know even the fact we started we still call things blue chips um is it's just like it's a misnomer like almost every single one of these projects have been out for less than a year uh that that we're all talking about and that is that is so little time when i think about it that like it's it's just kind of really hitting me now i'm like oh my gosh i was so sucked in that i thought like we these things have been around forever and it's literally been Almost everything is less than a year old. So I, that's just one thing for me of trying to remember to zoom out, like really actually zoom out and realize like nothing is truly secure. Uh, and and that's that's kind of why I, I, I like my like my punk the most, right? Because it just feels like... Ah, gotcha. So you're pumping
2: your punks and you're flooding my moonbird bird because it's the newest kid on campus? Okay, no, I'll remember
8: that, bro.
9: 100 percent dude that's what we do on this right if you're on the stage we can chill you just said that dog like or should i say bird you know what i mean um but yeah oh look nick just event me 10 bucks thank you sir i'll split <laughs> Nick's that 50 with my son well thanks for the tax
0: Uh, But yeah, I mean, what Node's saying is spot on. What we saw was we just saw really, really talented artists creating collections that, you know, they were new, right? Like we'd seen uh, CryptoPunks, right? And then you saw Bored Apes, and then you saw a bunch of new collections that were really, really dope. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, for those collections to then become big time Web3 businesses, it just takes a lot of action. And I'm not saying that all of them can't do it. It just, it sort of evolves, it changes things, right? And so where we're at now, but but also what Node's saying like about this whole like being blinded and everything, it really did happen to the best of us. It's almost like you either sold too early or you held too long. It's not like everybody was just selling the Pico top left and right. Like people like Quad who, who was on stage before. I know Quad was detailing some of his sales at NFT NYC and they were fantastic, right? I think if you ask Quad, he wouldn't say that he played the market perfectly. But when DC Investor came on, he was talking about how even he, like super experienced market participant, Crypto OG from like, I don't know, 2013 or something note, maybe even earlier, um, you know, was talking about even though he has his five to 10 year thesis, even though he talk- talks about getting a 2x in a week or something like that or a 3x in a week isn't that interesting to him he had to kind of look in the mirror and be like should i have taken more profits when he's holding these fidenzas he's holding these ringers sergito yesterday was talking about leaving millions on the table um by not selling the top right so all of these factors come into play it's look it's just a tough game everybody's got scars everyone's got like yeah
2: dude. Scars. I'll, like, I'll tell you what p.o you know what's you know what's Worse, like, because I've lost some money this year in this bear market, that's not even close to the same pain as in March, sitting on my couch and thinking that if I held those 12 apes that I had from one (laughs) East, how much money I would have had. Sure, That's worse than losing the money. It was sitting there thinking, like, my wife's like. Yo look at this house. I'm like, we could have got that shit in cash and still had millions left over after being a good boy and paying all our taxes. If I just held those 12 apes. So it's like a running joke in our in our marital relationship that like sometimes, well, if I held those 12 apes. So I'm just saying, like, you know, the bear market pains hurt, but the missing missing the gains. I personally think hurts worse. And I think that's what gets us all into the mania near the top, right? Because we're all kind of chasing, we're chasing like that, that bag we missed. And that's when everyone starts getting a little looney tunes at the end of the bowl. 100%
0: 100% real quick before I throw <laughs> Franelations uh was texting me yesterday screenshots of a video that I made on our old channel kicks May 5th of last year. The title of the video is Bored Ape Yacht Club taking the NFT space by storm. The floor on apes was sub 0.5 ETH at that time. It was within 7 days that apes had come out and this is right after just like you kicks I'd gotten wrecked hard on Nifty Gateway. So I was just in a weird place with NFT but I was like, I'm still going to make NFT content, but I can't just keep donating money to this NFT market. And look what happened. I, I literally didn't buy the investment of the century. Like, actually, like, literally, what investment paid better than uh, Board Ape Club in such a short time frame? So uh, at the end of the day, it, it's tough to, to stomach some of this stuff, but it just kind of is what it is. Jesse, you've been patiently waiting. What's going on?
4: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, because I was down bad. I'm not a crypto millionaire like some of you guys. So when I lose... Ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars. You know, the wife starts asking how we're going to pay the mortgage. So I might have to go back to a nine to five. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I just wanted to double down on your your applaud for uh, Cryptopolis doing the hard work of uh, minting free mints. You know, it uh, is the, hard work. He, he's the salt of the earth. Those those freaking guys digging ditches <laughs> and in the coal mines, living on living on the living fat on the hog. Um, Screw them. Cryptopolis is doing God's work and I appreciate it. So, you got
2: my hands on the pulse. So, Jesse, you know, when the bull market comes around, I'm going to be all on this dude's DMs because he's oh, going to yeah. find the next bored ape. He's going to find the next everything under the sun. I'm going to be on him like shrimp on rice, baby.
4: Yeah, but kids, I've been man. terrible. I've been terrible in the free mint market. So, this is, you know, I I, I sold one to just cover costs and I'll sell the next two probably soon while Cryptopolis hopes they go to three ETH and then uh, sells them for 0.1 in, in a couple months and does Ghouli goals 2.0. But, um, <laughs> I, for me, this just mostly I, 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 I minted 10 TIFF punks. I thought they would have a moment. My, you know, my thesis was dude, I don't do the free mint, but I do them when they're like .0025. So at least I don't you know, get get my wallet drained. But I got 10 TIFF punks. I'm thinking, oh, they might go to .1 after the Tiffany drop. And then you make a cool ETH. I kept missing and missing. So this is literally just going to cover my costs for, for all my crappy free mints. But I finally made one play. I don't think I've bought a real NFT in forever. I bought a letters by Vinny Hagar yesterday. Someone accepted an offer for like 0.85. and I was just kind of like, "That's in my range. I can't, I, I can't buy a meridian or something, even though I want." And like, and and, and Vinny, who's who's a you know friend of the show, um, you know, one ETH. I mean, it's it's kind of fine art, but it's also kind of has the the degen, You know, he's associated with kind. It's almost like a PFP. So I, I just feel like it's a good bet. If I had more liquidity, I'd get a couple more around one ETH. Cause they're, you know, they're like 1.19. You know, I, obviously I got lucky with someone taking a, an offer, but, um, that's the first buy I bought in literally as long as I can remember.
0: Yeah, I mean, the offer thing is definitely the way to play, to play a uh, a buyer's market like this, right? It's definitely not a seller's market right now. And uh, yeah, those are your words, not his, Jesse, right, about the PFP thing, because I know that uh, sometimes, you know, our, like, anyway, yeah, moving on. Uh, Spencer, you have your hand raised, then we're going to start diving into our sponsor. Reminder to everyone to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow .Earth, today's sponsor. Yeah, so we'll throw to Spencer, then we'll throw to Elizabeth uh, to make some announcements, and then we'll dive into the sponsor. Spencer, what's on your mind?
5: Yeah, I was gonna say I share your pain. So the first two trades in my wallet are buying an eighth board eight for two point eighty and then selling it a week later for three point five and thinking I was the best trader of all time. <laughs> and so I feel you guys' pain. Um the last thing I wanted to point out too is if you guys haven't seen the the warm wallet protocol coming out through um Wenu Labs, which is parent company of 10 KTF, is playing out warm wallet is really interesting. It's everyone's been asking for this for like as long as I can remember. But it's basically a protocol that they're like putting out into the wild that allows you to have a second wallet that you can connect to sites that proves ownership for NFTs in the first wallet. So you don't have to connect your wallet with the NFT in it to a site. And I think that that's really a cool thing that's being done um, for just the NFT ecosystem in general, because there's no reason that you should need to connect $100,000 or at this point a $10,000 JPEG to a website to buy a hoodie.
0: Yeah, that's an essential technological innovation uh, that we've been, you know, needing for a bit. And it's going to come. The question will be like, who makes the one that everybody uses? Maybe it's we maybe it's somebody else, maybe it's pre mint. We'll see. Uh, Elizabeth, community manager from the Nifty Discord. I know you have a couple announcements that we're going to dive into our sponsor. What's going on, Elizabeth?
3: Uh, Sure. So I just wanted to cover a couple of events that are coming up this week and next week. So today we have a mastermind on Tezos with Witters and Crypt King. Uh, That's at 12 Eastern. And then next week we're playing poker on Monday and Wednesday. If you're a portal holder, uh, that's free to play. And we usually give away portal NFTs. And uh, for those that are not a portal holder, Tomorrow, Friday, we're going to have an open house. Uh, Just the portal chat is view only. So you can check it out, see if the vibe is for you, see if you're interested in uh, buying the NFT. And those are the big things that are happening this week that I just wanted to give a reminder for.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, that mastermind is with Witters, uh, And that is focused on Tezos. That's available. We do those on a, you know, pretty much a weekly basis. Brian Brickman and Node did one last week. Um, and we've had some other great people. Ben Jamin did one on different tools. Uh, always, always a jam when we do those masterminds. Those are available to portal holders. And uh, yeah, poker's been a big hit. Uh, it's interesting to see who the sharks are in poker. I definitely would uh, get wrecked if I stepped into that domain. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, diving into today's sponsored spot, we got Dot Earth. So retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top, follow Dot Earth. We got Alan, A and NFTOG and Tree. We also have Ray uh, representing the legal side uh, just in case things get hairy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, glad to have Ray on stage too. Um, so Alan, I'm really excited to talk about this project because obviously like we talked about, you're, you're a crypto-G and NFTOG. You bought the earth.eth domain in late 2020. What a pickup. You're a CryptoPunk holder. Uh, I'd love to know from your perspective, high level, what's the story with .Earth? And we'll kind of dive in. Some of the details because I think people are going to find this really interesting.
7: Awesome. Thanks for uh, having us here. Very excited to talk about the project. So, Dot Earth, the story is I mean, there's a lot we can go through. I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, We are building a block explorer product called Atlas. And as part of building that, we are working on a mechanism to essentially give our community or potentially give our community access to equity and what we're building with the Spock Explorer. And we're doing that essentially through this ENS avatar, our Nomad NFT. And um, I know that already sounds like a lot, but we can get into the specifics of, of each one. So we have the ENS avatar, which um, on its own is an innovation. So when you may have, you may, be wondering, what is an ENS avatar? It is basically an ENS domain with uh, a PFP metadata all combined in one. So all our board Apes today, our Moonbirds, Cool Cats, they're an NFT. Then you go pick up your ENS domain separately. Well, this new innovation from the ENS uh, core team using something called the Name Wrapper is essentially what enables the Creation of this like ENS avatar, and I'm I've been sort of like afraid to say this is like every time someone says something is the first, there's always someone that comes out of the woodwork. Like no, nah, that's not the first <laughs> actually, right? So like I want to say this is the first ENS avatar because the um, ENS name wrapper contract we've been working uh, closely with the ENS core team on this isn't even technically released yet. Um, so I don't know how it could it wouldn't be the first, but I would say we're one of the first at the very least to do this. And I think this whole concept of like, um, you know, an ENS sort of powered by ENS or ENS inside concept at the same time, it's a collection, an NFT collection, whether it's 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, whatever, is sort of the new model that we're gonna take forward as an industry, right? Like imagine any PFP project that you see if, like, if there was, like, a B-A-Y-C dot, dot ETH, and then all, like, the token IDs were the subdomains off of it, right? So, like, if you own Board Yacht Club number 1,000, it was, like, 1000.bayc.eth or dot ETH or club.eth, whatever, right? So, you have this, like, super domain concept where you're all, like, part of the community at the protocol level in a more natural way. Question, Nick, what's up?
1: Well, I'm wondering then, does that mean like, uh, it sounds super cool, could, could I, uh, basically, do I get to control where that ENS domain points to at, at, because I own uh, that specific NFT?
7: Yeah, so this is the cool thing here. Um, people in the problem is like, oh yeah, you can already do su- su- I mean subdomains with um, ENS. You can, but you could never actually own them. And that's what the name wrapper contract actually enables here, right? So what we're doing with Earth.Eth, it's gonna go in the name wrapper. Think of the name wrapper just like you see, wrapped ETH, right? When ETH is wrapped, it can do different things, right? It's why you can put multiple bids on OpenSea, right? That's one thing. Wrapped Bitcoin, well, that's like basically collateralized Bitcoin on the Ethereum network. So the name wrapper is like wrapped ENS in a way, right? And because the ENS token was created a while ago, it has certain like features function capabilities, and it lacks certain feature functions capabilities. So when you wrap this domain and put it into um, the name wrapper, it now can do cool new things. One of those cool new things is creating subdomains that are ownable by different addresses than the address that owns the base domain. And in our example, the base domain is earth.e, right? So that's what we're doing. So the idea here is that if you created, uh, if you had a base domain, use the name wrapper, you went, you know, you got, we got a great team with um, quantum tech uh, built by quantum. If you go to our profile, you can go see a lot. They've been, built a lot of stuff in the space. So that enables you to take this subdomain and then move it around. And it's a PFP. Like why wouldn't you do it this way moving forward?
1: Like it makes no sense to me. I hope this is the standard regardless of what happens with this project and how everything works. It seems really cool, and it also reminds me of like Gmail back in the day, where it was like invite only to get your like at Gmail. The distinction here is with the domain, uh, where you can have the subdomain version of it, but um, which is more relevant to uh, this space, especially from the fact that the address resolves to something. But that's pretty cool. I, that that that's something. Uh, yeah, I, as far as I'm concerned, you, you all are uh, you all are the first on that front. So uh, very exciting. So with the, do you get? Um, In addition to having the subdomain and the PFP, it sounds, this is also representative. I don't want to call it a share of stock, but it kind of sounds like a stock certificate, like maybe a way of viewing that. Is that transferable? Can you tell us more about the equity and how that, yeah.
7: I'm taking my shoes off, because we're going to have to like tiptoe around (laughs) this to make sure I say like the right thing specifically. Ray's here, he's going to make sure that like, I don't (laughs) say anything foolish. And we're not saying, so let me be 100% clear to everyone listening. What we're saying is not because we're trying to hide anything. We're actually trying to be very specific and clear so that what we're trying to do with this token data equity concept is communicated clearly, proper expectations are set, and hopefully the SEC uh, approves the application so we can change the game about what like ownership means when it comes to these projects. So the ENS avatar, we have, the nomads, um, I'm sure we'll get to the art at some point. I think the art is fantastic. It's nothing like you see traditionally. Um, We really sort of have a story of everything with the art, with like the landscapes and like the objects, the aerials like physical versus abstract and we'll get into that. So the nomads are ENS avatars, but what you also get with that aside from the technical innovation is this sort of like token gated equity. And what we mean by that is that we are putting in an application with uh, the SEC for the, uh, like, basically to enable the ability for, if you own One Nomad, so these are just like numbers, for example, right? Say there were 10,000 shares that we were allocating to a reserve bucket for our community, like actual shares, not like access to a Discord, not like, you know, some sort, sort of special channel or an alpha group, nothing against alpha groups. But I'm just saying, like, actual equity in what is being built for a Web3 product or service, right? So we're reserving a certain percent of the shares. And the only way you get access to this reserved shares is to own a nomad, right? And let's say it was one-to-one, right? Like, say there were, like, 10,000 shares and there's 10,000 nomads. And say one nomad had, for every nomad you own, you can get one share. Then that share is basically tied to a nomad in a way that if you just want to hold on to the nomad and never go through the process to redeem that share, you can do that. Right. So it sort of adds this sort of like more liquid perspective on like just the option in a way to uh, like the option to claim equity in the future. Now, no one else has done that. Um, I think when people talk about this space, about like owning stuff, yeah, we own our PFPs we can have the debate about like whether you own IP rights with like Creative Commons or like CC0 or commercial or what, what have you. Like we can talk about that. But the game here, look at what AC16Z is doing, look what Paradigm is doing, look what these companies are doing. They're, they're investing in equity in these companies. So how do we actually get the community day one at that doorstep as well? Right? Because your access to a Discord, your access to concerts, your access to hoodies is not enough while these other projects are raising and building and getting revenue and getting profit. But how do we change the game? So these communities that we all talk about actually have some sort of way to have claim on equity. I'm gonna, I want to said a lot. i want to shut up so Ray can like clean up everything that I just said. Well,
10: Alan's enthusiastic about this because it was like the first thing he, he pushed me to do is try and build some sort of a, of a process where we can, potentially get corporate equity in the hands of the community. Um, So Nick and hosts and and everyone on stage, like, thanks for for having me here. You guys do a great show. Um, I'll be brief. This is a proposal to the SEC. This is our first swing at the Apple. This has not been done before. We're trying to make a dirt road somewhere and then hopefully other projects can pave it and make it more strong. But we're trying to open up our proposed plan would be on a fit, instead of getting around securities, um, the team invested quite a bit into making an application to the SEC, which will be made public shortly. Um, a proposed plan where we'd make a securities offering to a subset of the public. And that's what we're going to go for. It doesn't mean that it won't be amended during while working with the SEC um, to best protect the public and protect the company and make sure the equity is going to be worth something. But nobody should buy a nomad based on expectation of profit for any reason. Nobody should buy a nomad based on any expectation or speculation around getting any sort of corporate equity. But we do want to be transparent because the application will be public that this is what we're trying to do. And there's all sorts of ways that it won't work, but we're trying to push the the space in many kind of areas here.
4: Boring lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and now, I know, that's, that's what I'm what like. Ray does Ray has a great show with Rug Radio, uh, one of the best lawyers in the game in terms of both being knowledgeable but also not being a total boring uh drone. But uh yeah, no, I'm really I've followed this project. I actually stumbled on it because Alan had changed his profile pick to one of the dot earth avatars, and I was just like, whoa, what is this? I l le- I didn't even know it was Alan, even though I follow him. Um, so I, I would encourage people to look at the top because the avatars, it's by an artist, Ham, just alone. Just look at them. They're dope. So right, there's <laughs> Egypt. There's there's all these cities. They're they're just cool on there uh, uh, ju- just as an avatar. And I did mention I did mention dot earth at point oh eight a long time. But we, it was an E.N. It was an E.N.S. discussion. So everybody was like snooze fest. No one cares. And now they're point three, two. But
7: well, um, well, hold on, hold on, Jesse. I just want to clarify. I don't want people to like confuse this. What you mentioned, were we, so what we did, we opened the Discord on Earth Day, April 22nd, and the first people who were in there about a week or two later, we um, had these Scott Earth postcards, which we gave away 500 to the community. Free claim, no charge. If you were there, we tweeted about it. Um, so who, if you were aware, you had the benefit of that. Now, we didn't say what the postcards were for. But we always knew in the back of our heads that the postcards, the our postcards, were going to be a one-to-one pre-claim redemption for a nomad. So that's sort of what it is. They're essentially one-to-one um, with, the, um, with getting a nomad. So that is what you talked about. But yes, Jesse did bring the alpha. Um, I reached out to Jesse then. We were still very early stage, but he did bring the alpha. Um, Ham had also um, brought that to attention as well. So he needs to be given his due on the stage. Uh, just because I know he's here a lot. Yeah.
4: No, I was just joking about that, but I have, it is. I, I do think it's cool. I think the 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 wrapper is cool. You can imagine, I think Alan has even said, like this could just be what you would do as a 10K in the future. You would just say, here's board apes, you know, dot ETH. We own that, right? As the project. And then everyone gets its number, like like some of the board apes, you're like, I'm board eight six five two nine. six five two nine, so I'm gonna get that wrapper. You would already have six five or maybe every, every maybe of a, a 1000k and everyone has a name and you're like joe dot goblin and then you would also you automatically would be able to communicate with people through that because it's it's just one click when you're buying it which is cool but and yeah so i think there's a lot of cool stuff and i don't know if you're going to talk about the actual product you're building but also anybody that's ever tried to use EtherScan or is like okay i need to find i want to get some data on EtherScan. if you're like me you like bookmark some nerdy thread that someone did and they're trying to build like uh, intuitive UI that works on top of that so obviously that's that's exciting. I don't know if that's part of your your pitch yeah. here but
7: oh yeah, it's definitely part of uh, our pitch and i I think this is where I definitely want to um, bring in my co-founder Gaia who's behind the earth uh, project account and she can definitely speak to this product that we're building Atlas and this visual box Explorer and I mean listen, I said earlier about earth. Um, I wanted to just like, oh, I'm just going to like throw some pictures on these and like sell these subdomains in the future, if they ever do it. But I started working with Gaia on a separate project like um, about a year ago. And she really pushed us to really rethink, like, what are we really doing here? Are we just selling PFPs? or like what, like that's not really pushing the space forward. So we started iterating on a product for the space and how we can like really fundamentally change how people use, understand different activities and assets. So I'll let her speak to the product. She definitely can speak to it better than me.
6: Wow, shout out from Ellen. It's my lucky day. <laughs> um, yeah, so essentially with uh, Dot .Earth, what, what our plan was to build this sort of visual block explorer And the whole concept is essentially to have transaction data that we can translate into these like visual glyphs, essentially. So instead of having to read pages of information to understand like a transfer or a sale of an NFT or something like that, you can kind of just look at these hexagons. Um, we have a picture up on our um, pinned tweet and it's pinned over here as well um, on, under whatis.earth. And so essentially we're trying to translate just the essence of the transaction in these little glyphs. So you can kind of look at somebody's wallet or like ETH address or whatever it is um, last week, last day, last month, and have a quick glance at like the activity that they've taken part in. Um, So it kind of helps you digest activity and people's like behaviors um, a lot easier. And Alan, I don't know if you want to jump in and add some more of that.
10: Alan says it's. What do you say? It's it's seeing instead of
6: reading. It's seeing rather than reading.
10: What do you say, Alan? It works when you say it. it. You guys need
4: to hire me as your marketer because. I think, you know, I'm just joking, but yeah, I mean, just like anything that that has, like, removes the abstraction of the internet and makes it just easier, just imagine, I don't know, any of these dashboard-type apps. Yeah, like the UI, everybody's been saying forever, what Web3 needs is a better UI. It's almost a cliche in venture capital world, and this is, I think... For me, who still struggles on EtherScan, I'm dying for just a couple, two clicks, and just show me, show me
0: what's on there. Okay, and it looks like Alan might have gotten rugged by Twitter. Gotta love Twitter, uh, rugging a sponsor in the throes of a sponsored spot. That's the best. But my, my, my <laughs> understanding, just said he got rugs. <laughs> My my, under- my understanding, Gayatri, is that visual block explorer is almost like instead of just seeing these 26 character strings of letters and numbers, um, you know, like this address to that address, if I send a mutant ape from me to you, you would actually see that visual representation. You'd see the NFT. Maybe if you have that visual ENS, you'd see my visual ENS to yours. Is that is that fair? Something like that?
6: Yeah, exactly. So it would be very basic. Like I'd see maybe the platform that you were doing the trade on, uh, the amount that it was traded for, the picture of the NFT, things like that. I don't want to reveal too much. Um, Where We are trying to put together a sort of demo um, for people to kind of play around with. Um,
2: this so, is really yeah. cool. Uh, I really yeah. like this idea. I think this is uh, p- a pretty novel. I think it would be uh, – I-, I would use it a lot personally. I use Etherscan only for NFTs. Right. But like I use Etherscan extensively. So uh, not saying that you guys are just, you know, I I don't I feel like I do you a disservice just to put a label like, oh, you're just building this version of this. But like, you know, an Etherscan, maybe with some Nansen vibes. Um, in in, a, in an experience catered ex- like, you know, right towards the NFT market. I, I love it. So I well, uh, can't wait to use it myself. I,
7: I would. I mean, we're definitely catering to the NFT market, but we're looking at Web3 broadly, right? Because I think that having the real picture of like what a specific address is doing or certain things are trending is more than just like what NFTs they have in their wallet. What we're trying to really do, like my favorite way to put this is make it so that you're getting way more information in a significantly less amount of time as compared to using a block explorer. And nothing against etherscan. Etherscan is like, great, it's not going anywhere, I don't want it to go anywhere, but I don't see millions and going to billions of people using or getting into Web3 if etherscan is where you go to see what the hell is going on on chain, right? With all these different chains and things like that. Um, I look, I'm like, how do we get people to see activity more? versus reading. When you go to Etherscan, you're generally reading text versus like viewing things. So like we're really this sort of like visual language concept that we're building um, with Atlas. We really hope it, it makes it easier for people to feel comfortable and say, oh, I see that. I know what it is. Now I can share it with this other person. And you spend more time conversating about what happened versus figuring out what you just saw, right? It sort of levels the playing field for a lot of people, we sort of call this, I don't know, I, I got rubbed for a second, but, but we sort of call it like, like ether scan for normies, and that's good, we want as many people like normies in a space as possible. Of, of course. Yeah, I think I, mean, I
4: co-sign, reading is, reading is overrated. It's <laughs> reading is for dummies. I think this is your best selling point ever, Alan, is to tell the D-gens uh, they don't have to read. Now Now you're gonna get a flood of There's a
10: big a sign, flood of there's a fascinating science around like street science, like our brain, interprets symbols and Gaia and Allen's landing information another asset, Yeah, information like we we they're actually working toward a, protecting it as under a utility patent which would be an asset of the corporation. But that's something I'm learning through this project how fascinating and how strong we can interpret visual symbols.
0: Well, well, when you talk about adoption and you talk about improving the UI, that that is a real, real thing. If I think back to 10 years ago in my music video directing days when I was slapping stuff together with DSLR cameras and Final Cut Pro 7, uh, there weren't like a bajillion people doing that. It just wasn't like a mainstream thing that people are doing. But now with TikTok or with some of these apps in the phone, I mean, really just TikTok, when you think about full integration, people just have their phone and they have a one-stop shop to be able to make a full edit video to the point where my like, you know, 21-year-old cousin can, you know, put together a little cooking video, I, I don't think a decade ago she would have done that, right? And so this is like that same concept where the UI has to improve. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. you The UI for like ledger and cold storage for assets is going to improve like a hundred fold. It just takes time. And when we're in the space every single day and people are looking for 10Xs every day, it's hard to, to kind of zoom out and see that perspective perspective but anyway ladies and gentlemen um and nick just raised his hand i'll throw it to him in a second this is your last shot to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow dot earth for a chance to win you got to be in this room but if you're listening to this you're in the room right now you'll have a chance to win uh, a free nft by our sponsor daughter today 0.25 each value the mints in four days um so definitely do that i'm going to be drawing the winners right after nick speaks nick go ahead
1: I was just gonna say I reflect fondly on be- having a camcorder and having to edit it on the c- camcorder itself and because you're a super it, nerd Nick. Not it, like not everybody's like the VCR but talk about like the video it sucked the outcome it was mediocre but the effort that you put into it made it feel all that much more meaningful so whatever you know uh, it, it, yeah now now everyone can make a, a great video. But is it really that great? You know, that's the real qu- question. And I feel like the shitty Bro. ones that I made in 1990, 95 or whatever it was were just far superior. But uh,
0: real, real quick, Alan. What was the message there, Nick? Is the message that Nick used to make hot videos back in the the message is is that
1: like uh, we need to make this more difficult. And and then what we'll do is we'll look, we'll reflect back in the future. And say, damn, remember when I couldn't figure out where my money had gone
0: <laughs> on uh, EtherScan? Those were the days. Okay. Uh, Alan, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Uh, excuse me, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, for Nick uh, on that one. <laughs> go ahead, Alan. Well, I, I just
7: want to point out, sort of in like a rebuttal to Nick's uh, whole thing there, is that if you look at sort of how things really move at different macro levels, is when something is hard, the first people to do that usually get a lot of the gains, whether it's like social, direct capital, right? You get like, they're the ones who get it. About like, I think when maybe like 18 18 to 20 months ago, this sort of contract where you could mint 10,000 or several thousand pieces, and then you do like the reveal, like um, I think Hashmas were probably the first to do that in that way, right? And then everyone took that contract Right. And then you didn't you couldn't find a smart contract developer hardly anywhere. So then you had to like give them like 30 percent of the mint just to be able to like even set up a contract like that. Then like six months later, everyone's doing that. Everyone's copy pasta. And then like today you have all these companies that enable you to just click a few buttons and you're minting like 10,000, 50,000 NFTs. So it became less about like the like technical innovation. And then when everyone can do something sort of that novelty wears off. And I really think um, one of our advisors, uh, we have, you know, you know what? I'm gonna take some time here and get into all our advisors because we've got like some really interesting people. You guys know like Tropo Farmer, um, who is one of probably the most uh, popular uh, board apes. Um,
1: but, and then we've got, uh, sorry, I'm looking for the list. Um, we have Not So Fast. Oh. Go ahead. I was going to say maybe we can start uh, like look for the list and then uh, PO can pull up the uh, who we got uh, yep. winning and then, we'll, then yeah we can mention
0: that real quick. So I'm doing the draw right now. Here we go. Little drum roll for the draw ladies and gentlemen. I uh, hope you retweeted the tweet because here's the draw. So we have trees are cool 12. So trees are cool 12 is the winner. Uh, if they come to the stage, and so I do see them in the room. I've invited trees them. Trees are
1: fucking cool, man. I love Tree- some trees. And I trees, like hugging look, trees.
0: This is like in line with Dot Earth, so I hope trees are cool. Oh, trees! You're on stage! You. I'm so that. excited! First winner, here this we go. This is
6: awesome. There-
0: very very cool trees well here's the winning music. we're
6: excited for you
0: <laughs> Con- congratulations you just won a nomad nft by dot earth the future of wrapped ens profile picture nft projects how do you feel trees are cool absolutely amazing well it's very serendipitous that your name has to do with trees and the earth uh that is very cool um i'm gonna throw back to alan trees i will dm you and we will privately uh get your address so i can provide it to the daughter team thank you for for joining the show today alan go ahead
7: yeah so i just wanted to say i wasn't even trying to get into the list of advisors there i sort of lost track but now i'm back on track now uh tropo made a tweet and i think you know he said he was talking about like how do we sort of take this space forward and he was like what's the next meta and this whole concept of token gated equity i hope is it yeah selfishly for our project but in general, I think that I want everyone in this space to start asking themselves and asking the existing projects, why haven't they figured this out? Why why didn't they try it? And any project moving forward, if you're building something here, then it's worth you figuring out or reserving a bucket of, of real equity in what you're building for this community that you claim to um, really want to support. Because I feel like the community does a lot of heavy list- lifting as it relates to like, drawing capital and attention and even users. And that's what we intend, but we are as focused as making sure that they're rewarded and fairly compensated, honestly, um, by trying this process for nomad holders, right? So I really, I hope the next meta is token gated equity so we can have this conversation as a broad like web three community around like what actual ownership is and how we sort of take that beyond just like social capital and social equity, but into more like uh, like defined and like structured, actual like shares into something, right? Uh, And I know I see someone with their hand up, but Ray can clean that up if I said
0: too much. Witters?
3: Oh, um, I was just gonna um, remind everybody that the the mastermind is not just with me, it's also with Crip King and Tig, Um, so sorry. Continued your conversation. <laughs> yeah,
0: no worries. Uh, so, Ray, anything to add to what Alan said?
10: What Alan meant was that he's happy to start the conversation, and it's not really... Of something that the that the nomads specifically should be purchased with <laughs> any sort of speculation. So, Gotta love uh, it. No, we need to be we need to be clear here because the for it to be the new meta for like I we need to put some guardrails out there so others can build on it. And I think that's what he meant. Like we we're trying this. If this application doesn't work, there's other alternatives. Yeah. They've the founders have committed the bucket, so like nobody should speculate on on this. But it's a cool conversation to have.
1: And what 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 uh, another way of saying it is is look if you want there, this to be the future in which NFTs have the potential of offering equity to holders and communities have the potential of uh, offering equity to holders, then supporting a collection like this. Uh, provides that ability, despite the fact that purchasing it right now does not guarantee you ownership of equity. This is a team that's actually pushing forward on that initiative, and we need different teams to be actually pushing forward on that for that to actually manifest into a reality and for communities to become true stakeholders uh, in, in those communities that they're part of. Damn, we could have just hired Nick to just sit up here and say that and <laughs> save this all
0: the time. That was well <laughs> said, Nick. Damn. So- <laughs> Nick's been around the block. Uh, and, and I feel like, you know, when, when your project is like really easy to understand for like NFT native people. And I like that there's a big part of it that has to do with, you know, improving the UI and, and onboarding more people. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out today's sponsor, Dot Earth. You Thanks know, Alan, time, yeah, Gayatri, Ray, any closing thoughts before we wrap the show?
10: Uh, well, thanks for having us, Alan, Gaia. The art, look at the art.
6: It's, yeah, I was just we don't rush over it
10: all the time. But I was love just going to say, thanks. There's, thanks, there's,
6: Nick. there's so much going on with the innovation around tech and legal and everything, but I think the art re- deserves a special mention. And I know Ham's in the audience, and I don't know if we have much time, but um, if we could bring him up for a second or uh, just give a shout out to the phenomenal work. Give, that give a, a
1: shout out to his Twitter account. We're 10 minutes over, but uh, okay. this is... Uh, <laughs> but Uh, get this project check it out (laughs) yeah yeah.
7: no no i appreciate i appreciate the the extra time thank you everyone for hearing us i mean the art is cool i'm a bit of cynic in like in our sort of communities because a lot of times people say the art is irrelevant i don't think it's irrelevant on our project let me be 100 percent clear we spend a ton of time on the art i think it's awesome and it fits everything we're doing you're going to see that but ultimately, thank you. Let's push this space forward. Let's disrupt and actually disrupt with actual actions with intent, whether it's technical or like these sort of like mechanisms that we're trying with token get equity. Thank you again.
0: Absolutely. Shout out to Trees, our cool 12, for being today's giveaway winner. Shout out to Alan, Gayatri, Ray, the whole squad over at Dot Earth. Uh, Alan's an absolute NFT OG, so it was really cool not only hearing about the project, but hearing about his beginnings in NFTs, acquiring Earth.eth, which is just a crazy pickup, CryptoPunks, everything in between. Check out the project. It's minting in four days. Uh, One of our investors, Tony, uh, is who put us onto it, so we're totally, totally interested. Uh, I was going to to play the song Earth by Little Dicky, but that's just too corny. I just can't do it. So I'm just going to play a real song here. Uh, And yeah, shout out to today's sponsor one more time. We will catch you guys tomorrow. Closing out the week tomorrow. Check out Dot Earth. See you guys next time.